This is The Current Buzz, powered by Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. I'm your host, Autumn McMahon. This podcast is dedicated to helping you learn more about our industry, communities, and the ways we serve them. Creativity, great people, and big picture partnerships. Today, we highlight one of the big picture partnerships that makes Norman Public Schools so great. Tune in to learn more about OEC's new partnership with Norman Public Schools to create a solar farm. If you follow us on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe there. And if you are a Spotify listener, make sure you follow us so you can get all the current information from the current buzz. Welcome to another episode of The Current Buzz. I am thrilled to have two very special guests with me today. I have Dr. Nick Milliorino, who is our superintendent of Norman Public Schools, and Dr. Justin Milner, who is our chief operating officer of Norman Public Schools. I'm thrilled to have them both. Welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Glad to be here. I want to start with not everybody has the opportunity to know you. I want to start with just a brief introduction, and, and Dr. Nick, we'll start with you, of who you are, what got you to this point, and your role a little bit at Norman Public Schools. I started in Norman Public Schools in 1994, and jokingly, I like to say this is my third tour. Um, I started, started as a teacher at Irving Middle School. I was a math teacher there. Uh, then uh, from there, I had the opportunity to uh, move to Norman High School and teach math. I also had the opportunity to uh, coach basketball there at Norman High School is where I got to know Patrick Grace as a, as a player on, on one of those teams. So uh, go way back, I actually have a basketball in my office signed by him. Uh, so uh, kind of neat there. From there, I, I uh, ventured into administ- school administration and uh, um, went up to more public schools, was, was in Moore for a few years, then Putnam City Public Schools for a couple of years, Tahlequah as principal, and then back to Norman as uh, director of secondary education. Um, from there, I uh, you know, dabbled a little bit in technology and uh, created a company and uh, had the opportunity to go into the private sector for, for a few years uh, in the technology space. And, uh, um, but then uh, education pulled me back. Uh, Dr. Siano, one of my mentors, uh, you know, gave me an opportunity that I couldn't turn down. So I came back actually in the role that Justin is in right now. Um, and um, then, then when Dr. Siano uh, retired, uh, I uh, threw my name in the hat and was lucky enough to uh, get the call. So that's how I became superintendent. Well, and you've had a remarkable ride. Now, how many years, just from my memory, have you been superintendent? Well, this is my third full year as superintendent. Lucky number three. Time flies go. when you're having fun. <laughs> exactly. All right, Justin, same question for you. Give us a little bit of your background and tell us who you are. Yeah, so I was uh, special, started off as a special education teacher and uh, actually started in western Oklahoma in a small rural school, Walters, Oklahoma, and uh, worked my way through the State Department of Education. And uh, 15 years ago, I started with Norman Public Schools as the Director of Special Services. So oversaw the special education residential programs. And uh, when Dr. Nick took the uh, position as superintendent, uh, he hired me as his chief operating officer. And so I've been doing that for the last three years. Fantastic. Well, you've both done, uh, again, a remarkable job as someone who's a product of Norman Public Schools and who's 
will soon have children who are in Norman Public Schools. I very much appreciate your, your leadership. I want to pivot a little bit and talk about funding. As the landscape for education funding continues to shift in Oklahoma, how have the needs of Norman Public School changed and how have you guys adapted to those changes? Yes. Uh, so, you know, funding for uh, public education in Oklahoma has never been, I will say, at the level it is, has been needed. You know, in 1990, there was a, a, a law that passed, it was 1017, that actually set out, you know, kind of a baseline for, for where schools should be, class sizes um, and, and, and many different things. And we've yet to, to reach that level of uh, per pupil funding. So uh, when you say it has continued to decline, we, we have always been on an, um, an uphill battle when it comes to uh, funding. Now, in Norman Public Schools, um, you know, I, I share the same philosophy as all the people who came before me is that our, our goal is to hold the, the kiddos harmless. The kids should never uh, see any kind of challenges we may or may not have uh, with funding. So uh, that's been our focus. That is always our focus is to, you know, where the, the kiddos don't, don't see, feel an impact. And as adults, as leaders, we work through that to continue to provide uh, the best services we possibly can. And I, I do believe over the years, we've, we've been able to accomplish that. A lot of that has to do with partnerships in the community, you know, OEC being one of them. And, and just, you know, being in this community, there, there's just a ton of people who um, uh, insert themselves into into the school. Obviously, having the University of Oklahoma here uh, also helps because, as as you know, um, having good people uh, really makes a huge difference as well. Especially as you uh, continue to struggle with uh, finances. Absolutely, Justin. Is there anything that you would add to that, or any partnerships that you, other than OEC, which will be yet to be determined? Any partnerships that have been particularly fruitful for Norman Public Schools to date? So, you know, as Dr. Nick mentioned, uh, finding creative partnerships. Uh, one of those would be our relationship with the city of Norman and um, being able to share costs for our uh, school resource officers. And so, as I think all of your listeners would uh, or should know, that uh, safety is obviously a top concern for Norman Public Schools. And so having resource officers, school resource officers in our district was critical uh, to doing that. So that uh, is uh, only possible with that uh, shared cost with the city of Norman. And then uh, the other uh, incredible partnership we have and uh, important every day of the, of the week and the year, but uh, certainly uh, important right now is our uh, relationship with Norman Regional Hospital. And being able to share the costs of nurses in our schools. And uh, again, it's an important at any time, but uh, now more than ever to have those health professionals available. And uh, we're so fortunate uh, again to have great partners like Norman Regional Hospital in the city of Norman. It's one of my favorite parts about being a Normanite is I think that we do a remarkable job of taking care of each other. I think that idea of partnership is not something that is unique to any one group, but kind of spreads throughout. I think you see that certainly in Norman Public Schools, also in the nonprofit sector. It's something that makes me really proud of us in, in Norman and as an Oklahoman. 
a natural extension of that is our coming up, our new partnership between Oklahoma Electric Cooperative and Norman Public Schools. Tell us a little bit about that and kind of how it got started. Uh, yeah, so actually, you know, uh, Patrick and I, um, you know, have different conversations. We serve on a lot of different boards together and, and you know, we're always brainstorming different things. Um, you know, OEC has always been a partner. They've, you guys, and they, they've sponsored uh, numerous uh, different events uh, for us and, and just always tried to find a way to, as I've said, insert themselves into Norman Public Schools. I know that's part of what you guys do at OEC. It's, it's you know, insert yourself into your communities. Um, but uh, with that, um, basically, you know, the, the city has put out some initiatives, you know, they want to be 100% green, uh, forgot by what year, but, you know, it's something that Justin and I also have talked a lot about with Norman Public Schools as we pass bonds, as we're building things, you know, where are our opportunities to uh, provide cost savings. Uh, for decades, we've done cost avoidance programs, uh, you know, energy savings programs, but, um, you know, uh, solar is something that, that we've chatted about um, and, you know, tried to figure out how can we do this. And, you know, it, it's not an inexpensive venture to get into. Um, and then when you're looking at what, you know, that return timeline, unless you're able to do something on a very large scale, it, it's really tough. And it, it was just, um, you know, a conversation I had at one time with Patrick and then uh, some time went by and he reached back out and said, hey, we have an opportunity. And, um, you know, uh, OEC and their engineers uh, obviously very strategically looked around the community where would be the best place. And uh, we happened to have some property that wasn't being used um, in one of the, the places that OEC was looking to uh, possibly put um, in a, a solar farm. Well, and you hit the nail on the head that to me, in my head, before I had ever looked into any kind of solar production, I assume you put some solar panels on your house, you make energy, but it's a little bit more complicated than that because you have to have it close enough to power lines so you can make sure that you're getting the power onto the grid so it can be distributed to people. There are strategic directions that you can set the solar panels so the angle of the solar panel matters, the amount of sunlight it's getting matters. Oklahoma actually has a remarkably great climate for solar. I know we've seen this with wind, but what we're seeing now is that solar is a just a huge resource for us here. Justin, what would you add to that, maybe more on, on the numbers side as our COO over here? Yeah, well, uh, as Dr. Nick mentioned, uh, we've had uh, a good long history of energy conservation. Um, in fact, this year we reached a, a major benchmark with $3 million uh, of cost avoidance since implementing that program. So incredible uh, number to reach. And uh, I think as a citizen of Norman, as a, a patron of Norman Public Schools, uh, that's hopefully comforting to know, uh, but we don't stop there. And so as you heard Dr. Nick mention, continuing to explore those other opportunities like uh, the solar project. So my understanding of the solar project is it'll have quite a bit of capacity. What makes this partnership with Norman Public Schools a little bit unique is that the energy will feed specifically Norman Public Schools and your schools so that you are adding to, as you mentioned, Dr. Nick, adding to the city of Norman's renewable energy, renewable electricity goal. So this offsets, remind me on the percentage of, of electricity that this offsets for Norman Public Schools. 
Yeah, so it does add to the grid, but I'm gonna let Justin uh, jump in and, and share uh, kind of the, the offset. Yeah, so uh, the actual offset would be equivalent to 30% of uh, Norman Public Schools energy uh, is, and uh, you're talking about, uh, I think over 5 million kilowatts uh, that this uh, solar farm will produce. And uh, so, you know, just to give you some context there, uh, looking at, uh, you know, that equates to about 95% of the two high schools in the area of energy uh, savings. That's absolutely remarkable. And again, is feeding into the much larger Norman Public Schools, or I'm sorry, the City of Norman goals. Um, solar energy, in case people are not familiar with that, is a remarkably clean type of energy. There's no noise produced by solar. It is solar panels that feed directly into the power lines or the grid. And it is very non-disruptive to the environment. You do have to have a pretty large footprint. And you alluded to this, Dr. Nick, is in order to make it worthwhile, the economies of scale are pretty large, which is why this partnership has been such a remarkable win on the OEC side as well, as you had land that was not being used uh, that we can then create some more clean energy, which is just one of those things that it's, I always love it when it's a win-win for everybody. I want to shift just a little bit, and I would be crazy to have the two of you on here and not, not applaud you for keeping everybody safe in this unprecedented season of life in this pandemic. What lessons have you learned about, maybe about yourself, about the students at Norman Public Schools during this season of life? Uh, well, that, that is a tough question, and it's one that's incredibly hard for me to articulate, um, but I would say um, creativity, resilience, um, uh, something that, that I've noticed across the board. Uh, you know, it, it's a challenging time, uh, whether you're in, in public schools or you're um, just trying to, to survive and make ends meet. Um, you know, uh, we're, we're really lucky, once again, um, to, to fall back on a statement I said earlier is you, you have great people and, and that's how we're able to withstand a, a lot of things. And um, you know, I'm gonna lean back into our teachers. We have incredible teachers, very innovative teachers uh, and staff that you know, their, their focus is trying to lessen the impact on students. So uh, I, I think that's what we've learned. You know, uh, Norman Public Schools has been around for, for what is it, 130 years. Um, and we reinvented it for in, in a few days, you know, the way we do business. And, and a large part of that is because the people we have and, and their willingness and, and desire to serve students. Now, I'll also say, you know, you, you look at parents. I think um, a lot of families have, um, it's been reaffirmed how important public schools are in, in, in a community, um, not just from the, the educational perspective, but the, the part we play. Um, one of the challenges I've seen and the things that, that touches my heart is, you know, we're also the eyes and ears of the community when it comes to the safety of students and, and the well-being of students, whether it's feeding students, feeding families, or just um, maybe there, there are some other issues that we're able to observe and report. And without us in place and seeing kiddos every day and talking to families, uh, sometimes, you know, th those uh, things are not getting reported. On, on the 
frequency at the same frequency as 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 if we were in school. So um, I think um, you know it just falls back on the people, the resilience, the creativity, the in innovative nature that we have, and uh, then once again I you know I talk to a lot of school districts around the state, around the nation. And uh, they're always surprised at the partnerships that we have in this community. Because once again, before this all started, you know, here at our administration office, all the leaders from, from the different agencies, we all came together and said, okay, what's next? How are we going to tackle this um, and, and move forward and work together? So um, yeah, just, um, you know, a lot of challenges, but you know, it takes great people in tough times. Amen to that. Justin, what would you add? Yeah, Dr. Nick certainly captured the, the super majority, but, you know, just being able to, we talked about partnerships and being able to give back, uh, you know, the opportunity to assist our community and our kids in a time of need through food services, as Dr. Nick alluded to. Uh, on average, we were serving about 55,000 meals a week uh, with a height at about 75,000 meals and for, uh, so that was an incredible amount of food. Uh, so uh, pleased with how our child nutrition uh, folks really were, were able to jump out there uh, in the height of this, uh, utilizing safe health protocols, uh, but they were on the line making sure their kids uh, had a meal. And so we went from one day serving hot meals in the cafeteria to turning that around and uh, preparing ready to eat, and a five-day supply, two meals a day uh, for each student. So uh, that was amazing to see. Uh, and I think uh, our community really appreciated that. And in the height of this, where times were really, really, really difficult, as we all know, economically, emotionally. And so uh, that was an amazing process to see. And then also the opportunity to gather um, the PPE that we had in our schools and uh, the hand sanitizer that we had in our schools and be able to deliver that back to Norman Regional Hospital, a partner that's given to us so many times and for us to be able to help them in a time of need uh, was a credible opportunity that we took uh, and uh, we're so pleased to try to be just a small part of helping them out. So. That's remarkable. Again, underscoring that deep commitment to community. And Dr. Nick, I love what you said earlier about holding the kiddos harmless. And it sounds like that has dictated every bit of this response. What final thoughts do you guys have as we round out the day, either on our partnership with OEC or anything we've covered today? Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to hit on both. Uh, you know, the, the partnership is incredible. Uh, once again, it's, it's a bigger picture partnership. It, it's not a, um, a quick influx of, of money or, or you know, a, a direct impact on things we're doing, except when you look at it from a larger scale, the community, the grid, the, the clean energy, and once again, the partnerships, all of us working together to accomplish a goal. So that's what I'm most excited about and most proud uh, about. Um, and then, you know, as far as uh, the, the school um, and, and where we go from now, I know those who are out there may be asking, okay, well, what does school look like next year? You know, um, and, and I would say, please stay tuned. We are working on that. We have uh, different uh, committees together of stakeholders in the community. We have task force, task forces being put in place uh, to, to work through just that. 
our, um, our philosophy and our goal is, you know, we may not be moving as fast as people want, but when we do come out with something, it'll be the plan that we're, we're able to execute uh, with all the input from the stakeholders in the community. So I would say if you have questions, our principals, our counselors uh, are still answering emails and, and you know, still here to, to help and serve uh, to answer those questions, but uh, we will continue to send out frequent updates uh, via our social media, um, our website uh, of what's next. Um, so uh, just, you know, stay with us and then a, a plug. Uh, we, we just want to, to make sure everybody also understands, we know people are going to want choices going into next year. There's a lot of anxiety um, uh, that, that has been created from the situation we're all in. And um, we understand that and recognize that. So no matter what happens next year, school won't look like school started last year, the way it looked last year in August. So uh, look for choices, you know, everything from, um, you know, flexible arrangements when it comes to scheduling, um, online opportunities, hybrid opportunities. Uh, those are things we're working through and that, that we'll be sharing out in more detail later. But uh, for those who are listening, please know we are, are working hard and uh, that we are, are taking input from everyone incredibly seriously. Fantastic. Justin, what final thoughts are, I, I feel like I've put you in a difficult seat because I keep making you follow Dr. Nick, who has clearly practiced this. He's a great spokesperson. And then I say, Justin, what else you got? So I'm sorry. I feel like I maybe set you up for and, and failure you there. You've done a remarkable job. I'm not saying that. Just, uh, I'm sorry for throwing you under the bus repeatedly. And you said I couldn't use the word ditto. So I'll, <laughs> I'll elaborate on that. Uh, you know, again, appreciate uh, the opportunity to share some of the things that we've been doing. Uh, again, I think it's been said numerous times that, uh, you know, but I want to say it one more time, and that is how fortunate we are to be in the community of Norman. Uh, again, uh, you know, we've talked about some numbers and so forth, but this is truly uh, the definition of partnerships that you see. And, uh, you know, some of the things we've talked about are just the tip. Uh, that is not an exhaustive list of the partnerships that we have with other community members. Uh, and so we're just really, really fortunate and it takes all of us and, uh, you know, now more than ever. So I uh, really appreciate the opportunity to, to highlight some of that. Thank you both for your leadership, your continued vision for not just what school is today, but what school can be and for daily fighting for the kiddos that make us all great. You're, you're shaping a better, brighter future for all of us. Thank you for joining me, and I look forward to hearing what, what's coming in the fall. Thank you, Autumn.